0: Alright, uh, welcome back, to everyone, to the, uh, next episode of Actions Speak louder in Words. Um, tonight I'm going to talk about something that's I've been monitoring and paying attention to for a while now, and didn't really want to do anything, say anything about it until Kind of see where everything went and how th- some things played out, but I think it needs addressed at this point. Before I get into it, I want to just remind everybody to check out Will's fast break, fast breaks with Will, and uh, my first episode of "Actions Speak Louder Than Words" that I did a couple about a, three weeks ago. And check out some check out some of our podcasts, and uh, we become me and Will, will be doing a podcast here soon and with that being said here we go i'm going to talk about the coronavirus today kind of just kind of go over a couple things and we'll talk up talk about how it started supposedly how it started and kind of some of the effects and and um and i'm going to be doing two probably two more of these just to i'm going to go in depth into the economy and also Maybe some, you know, how this started more information, be more specific on how it started and maybe created this problem. So this started in the in the city of Wuhan, which is a the capital of Hubei, which is the province in China. Official story is it started in one of the wet markets in, in Wuhan. And in those wet markets, the Chinese eat a lot of uh, animals. Well, yeah, a lot of animals in America that we have as pets. And supposedly it was a bat. And this bat had, Wuhan, had the coronavirus. And it passed it on to somebody that consumed it. Seems a little... Seems a little convenient. One thing that they don't tell you also is that there's a uh, a bioweapons bioweapons facility about twenty miles from Wuhan, from where this took place in Wuhan, and that that bioweapons facility had the coronavirus in it, where they were working on it. Or, well, who the heck knows what goes on in those facilities, but. You know, I would say there's probably from most of the information I gathered and by listening to some people and what what their opinions and scientists and doctors and all these things that it was the way it acts, it acts as a bioweapon. So, and let's hope that it wasn't a bioweapon that was set off and put into the public on purpose. Let's hope it was some sort of accident. Because the, the ramifications of it being sent out into the public on purpose in, Ch- in China spread like this are catastrophe waiting to happen. If it was China that did it, then, which seems unlikely, um, you know, they're going to have to deal with those issues. But if it was another country that has something to benefit from China basically being taken down or falling apart in front of us you know there's going to be ramifications of that even if there's one person left in China in the government they're going to do their best to, to react to this and to fight back and to do something probably far worse you know all they have to do is push a button there's some retaliation that can easily happen and let's hope that's not what happens so one thing about Wuhan Wuhan is three times the size of Chicago. So their population is 11 million people. And currently that whole city is in quarantine, is in lockdown, along with Hubei. The whole, the whole province is in lockdown. Last time I checked, the official number was 60 uh, million people were in lockdown. So that's, that's that's a significant amount of people. They're not going to lock down 60 million people for, just for for the flu. And when the flu was running rampant, they didn't do that. Ebola, all these other diseases that were going through different places, they didn't lock down a whole 60 million people, quarantine them, put them in their houses, weld up their doors, weld them into their condos or into their apartments, You know, they're feeding them by buckets. They had tying strings to buckets and putting food in these buckets and they're pulling the buckets up through their windows. That's how these people are eating. You know, they're not. The streets are empty. There's nobody in the streets. So there's no, you know, there's no work getting done. Nobody's going to work. It seems like now lately they're trying to they're forcing people to go to work, but only about 10 percent of the workers are 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 showing up. So either they're showing up they're not showing up because died from the from the infection or they're not showing up because they don't want to be around other people. Which is gonna happen in a situation like this. The virus itself, like the reason this is gonna hap- spreading so fast is because it has a uh, an or not the most of the reports, the lowest report I saw was three percent. And the highest one I saw that was seems to be reasonable, is 6.7. I'm going to say it's probably higher than that, but get too high. So, and the R-naught is, how that works is, that's the rate of infection. So, for every one person, if it's 3%, for every one person that's infected, that person's going to infect three people. For every one person, if it's 6.7%, every one person that has is going to affect 6.7 people. So, you can see how quickly... Um, and how hard it is to contain. Places outside of China are quarantining people for 14 days. But the problem with the now, a lot of people are showing that um, the incubation period is actually like 28 days. So now they're people, quarantining people for fourteen days, and they're fi- starting to find out it's twenty-eight days, and they're letting these people go, and they're infectious for another fourteen days, which is is quite a problem. And they're also contagious. They're asymptomatic, which means they're contagious when um, they're not showing signs. So you could be walking up to a person that looks not coughing, not sneezing, doesn't look sick, doesn't have a fever. And they've had it for a week or two, and they're contagious, and you don't even know it. And and also, one wiping their hands on stuff, you know, walking through airports and wiping their hands on rails, and people are walking through that same airport, and they can say they said it can stay alive on a surface for twenty eight days, also. So now think about that that's not that's kind of crazy because think about how many people are traveling through airports this happened right before before the chinese new year and they said five million people traveled during the chinese new year from wuhan and this is where the main infection has started so think about five pe- million people traveling all over the world not just in in china but they're traveling all over the world and these people probably infected at the, that point, didn't even realize it, didn't even know it. And then that's just going to spread. You know, if it passes through and it is like the common flu and, you know, everybody, most people are going to survive and recover and move on about their daily, daily things. But one thing we pretty sure, one thing we know for sure is that this is going to have an effect on the economy without a doubt. A lot of people are comparing it to, like, uh, SARS. I mean, it's not even close because SARS had a death toll of 774 people and an infected amount of people was 8,998. Uh, Ebola, death toll, 11,325. Infected rate, 28,600. Now, that has a much, obviously, a much higher death rate, but they got they could, they contained that much quicker. Because the total number of um, deaths right now, total number infected is 78,767. Total deaths is 2,461. So, which is kind of crazy. I looked at, I'm looking at the map now. I looked at this morning, South Korea had, this morning had a total of 443 cases. This is 10 hours later. And it's five hundred fifty-six, so they got one hundred thirteen more cases within the last twelve hours. That's disturbing. Wow. Um, another hot spot for this is it's kind of strange because I'm getting, they're getting there's a lot of stories out of Iran that Iran is is having a real problem right now, and the people that are actually dying, the death rate from Iran is like fifty percent. So it's kind of strange you know America's two enemies, China and Iran are having Iran's having high death rate and China's having a high infection rate which and I mean they they have a high death rate also, but their percentage is not that high. but also you gotta think of the Chinese government is not gonna allow the the real numbers to get out. It's a communist country. They're not gonna allow the reporters to report what's really going on. They're going to allow, they're going to report what they want to report. And they're obviously do not want to look, they do not want to look like they're, they have a weakness. The implications of them coming out and saying, Hey, we have, you know, 300,000 people infected and, you know, 20,000 dead would, would just show a weakness and, and there would be, you know, somebody wanting to attack them. I mean, now would be the time, you know, So, I mean, obviously they didn't want that to come out. You know, one thing, uh, and it's hard to know the numbers, but one thing when you see China bringing in mobile crematoriums. So Wuhan has 48 crematoriums that can cremate 125 bodies a day. Well, they are running 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's not enough. They brought in mobile crematoriums because they can't keep up. So, I have a hard time believing that if you think of it this way, if they have crematoriums, 48 of them, it would take them 19 days. If you could have crematoriums that can do, that can cremate 125 bodies in a day, it would take them 19 days to cremate the current death toll. So, obviously we're far past the 19 day 90 day span and then they're bringing in 40 more crematoriums. So what's that tell you? The probably that the death toll is probably, you know, 10 times what they're reporting. So if it is 10 times what they're reporting, that's pretty scary. Um, I see a lot of videos of just empty streets uh, you know, one thing that kind of disturbed me, I saw a video of the Chinese people trying to get their money out of the bank. And when they went to get their money out of the bank, there was, it was fenced off and they couldn't get their money out. So if they can't get to the bank to get their money out, because they're trying to do a run, the banks are worried about a run on the bank they worry about everybody coming and taking their money out. So they're going to stop them from doing that. But that just goes to show that the banking system is very fragile in, in China right now. And if if there's a run on the bank and some of the banks collapse in China, that's going to have, I mean, that's one of the real, real ripples that that the world will feel through economically wise. The CDC said that they called it a tremendous public health threat. So I I think the CDC is a little worried about it, but I don't know how U.S. in general is is, is really taking it very seriously. I think it, a lot of people are joking about it and finding it somewhat humorous and, and acting like, you know, it's not going to affect them in their everyday life. Uh, I know part of it, too, is I think... You know, when you have Ebola and SARS and these other things that they make a big deal about and nothing ever happens and, you know, they kind of fizzle out, everybody just assumes the same thing's going to happen with this. You know, there's one thing that's definitely going to happen and even if the coronavirus does fizzle out and let's say even if it ended tomorrow, the economic impact on, on the world... Will definitely not end tomorrow, because uh, I mean one thing you know that there's no business taking place in in Wuhan, and in Wuhan you have tons of industry. I mean you have in Wuhan you have um, let's see 1,656 high tech and uh, enterprises. Um, you have 230 Fortune Global. Fortune 500 global firms uh, had produced a GBP of US 224 billion billion in 2018. Multiple automobile manufacturers. So all these things are shut down. Um, there's no business going on. So I don't know, you know, how that can't have some kind of ripple effect. You know, you gotta gotta see here. I mean, China is 20. 1% of the world's economy um, it's pretty significant you know. They're, they're, that's a significant one-fifth of the world economy so think about the, when one-fifth of the world's economy goes down there's no way that doesn't have an effect on the rest of the world it just stops it's at a halt um, companies that do business in there you got st- I mean, these are just sales in China, but Nike and Apple and Tesla and Qualcomm, Boeing—they all sell to sell to China. Starbucks, they're closed. I heard Starbucks closing their their business in there. Cummings engines, all for your guys' diesel trucks—they're built in China. So all that stuff's going to come to a, to a halt, and they don't know when it's going to start back up. I mean, they're trying to get people to go back to work, but only about 10% of the of the uh, working class is showing up you know and you gotta wonder what happened to the other 90 percent. i'm sure a lot of them aren't gonna show up because they're afraid they're gonna become you know they, they don't have it they're gonna get it and you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that have unfortunately passed away from this that aren't ever gonna come back to work so i mean that's a scary thing 97 percent of america's antibiotics is made in china you know all these people that are ill and there's not only like, just not the antibiotics. Seventy percent of the lowest number I saw was seventy percent of the war of U.S.'s pharmaceutical drugs in general. All of them are made in China, so there's going to be a lot of sick people that are just going to pass away just because we can't because they can't get their their medications. It's not even going to be the virus or the economy. It's going to be the fact that they can't get their medications and they're going to they're going to pass away from that i mean this is going to have a ripple effect in so many different ways we can't even imagine like i said it could end tomorrow and it would still have those ripple effects and that's just a little bit just from an economy standpoint i'm going to get more in depth in the economy here uh, on the next episode because i think this is that's one of the biggest parts of this whole thing you know moving on to just if you think about the death toll in what's reported so far so the death toll reported so far is 7 is 2461 and the total confirmed cases is 7800 and, or 78767 so um, the population of the world is so that's a death rate of 3% of the cases we know and the death toll we know now so the population of the world is seven point five billion. There was a Harvard scientist that said his low figure was forty percent of the world's population is gonna get the coronavirus. So if you take that, so forty percent of seven point five billion is three billion people. So three billion people are gonna get infected. So if you take the three percent death rate that it's on on its current pace now, that means ninety three billion million six hundred thousand people are going to pass die from this if he is right that we're not talking about when we talk about the flu this is not the flu i mean just in south korea this started in they got their first case in february 18th first reported case february 18th it's now february 22nd that on february 18th it was 35 people now it's five hundred and what was five hundred fifty six four days. It went up five hundred and thirty some in four days. So when I was talking about that or not being low at the lowest reported at three and I reported at six point seven, I'm going to guess it's higher than six point seven. So, I mean, we're, we're going to have to everybody should just be aware this isn't about creating fear. This is about awareness. Um, be aware of your surroundings. Being aware of what's going on around, you, of what's going on around you, and just preparing, preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. So that's about all I have for today. One last thing, a little nugget I'm going to leave for you. Um, guess what? There's a patent for the coronavirus. If this is a natural thing, why is there a patent on something? Okay, if there's a. That means that this was created somewhere, which, like I said earlier, I believe it was created in a lab, and it's a bioweapon. And guess who owns the patent? Mr. Good Old Mr. Bill Gates. Yes, Bill Gates. Isn't that lovely? So, two. I think two weeks before they really started reporting on, on this outbreak, there was also Bill Gates um, company sponsored event 201, which was basically a military exercise on pandemics. It's kind of, kind of scary. This is, you know, when there's false flags, if, if you believe in false flags, 90% of the false flags, there's always military operations. A couple days before those false flags, the day of the false flag, they always kind of go hand in hand. And now we have a, uh, a pandemic outbreak, and we have a military operation go on that's practicing what would happen, what they would do under a pandemic. Sponsored by the same guy that owns the patent to the coronavirus coincidence Hmm. i don't really believe in coincidences but also no other thing too is thankfully it doesn't seem to be um young people don't be be, seem to be like children don't be seem to be passing away from this so from a curious standpoint when you talk about a, a a bioweapon that has a person that's well known a billionaire that owns the patent on the bioweapon and then there was military operation that happened a couple weeks before this outbreak. Seems a little little shady to me. But hey, that's me. So um, I definitely will be doing another, another one of these on the uh, economic. A little more in depth on the economics of this. And also going to be doing one on you know diving into the bioweapon part of this because i think there's a lot more there um, and probably maybe with that one i'll probably do what i'm doing to prepare for the you know the worst thing can happen i mean i have children and i feel like it's my responsibility to to look out for this best interest because i don't i don't talk to my children about what's going on because i don't want to make them panic or feel like you know something ominous is on the horizon but I make sure I'm aware of it because it's my duty as a father to have their best interest and to protect them. So, um, you know, I make sure I feel like making myself aware of these things helps me do that. Um, so anyways, but, uh, like I said, uh, please like, and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And also I post, uh, on, on the hunger for knowledge, Twitter page. I post, a lot of information that I find and um, I'll retweet it or post it on there. And that's obviously the hunger for knowledge Twitter at uh, Twitter. Um, So look for it there. Then we'll have another podcast up pretty soon. Also look for Will's um, fast break with Wills. Check some of those out. uh, And uh, thanks for listening.